Hello, and welcome. I'd rather not. I'm Bartleby Nehi. And I'm Artemis Nehi. And I really would prefer we stop right here. This is no place to stop, Artemis. I'm thinking this could be our last episode. You don't stop a car in the middle of a highway. I would say this is more of an abandoned dirt road. We're the Kinetic Paranormal Society. A pair of socks and a magic wardrobe traveling through time and space investigating the supernatural. There is no shame in giving up this nonsense. You're listening to Metacosmos. And as I've said many times, Artemis, this isn't nonsense. It's super sense. I'm sensing no compassion from you right now. Isn't that the main theme of your show? Compassion? Our show? And yes, it is about compassion. And I'm sorry if this is something you're not enjoying, Artemis, but... I would really not enjoy not doing it. And don't you want to have compassion for me, too? Compassion isn't a zero-sum game. No, it's not. And honestly, this show is compassionate for you, too. How is this show compassionate for me? Well, you don't really have a social life. So this is it. This is your social life. You're socializing. This is a lot to celebrate. Woohoo! That's the spirit. Yeah, see? Everything's not so bad. It's like a party in here. It's just the two of us. Exactly. This is a party that's specifically calibrated to how much socializing you're ready for. See how compassionate I'm being? Barely. So, Artemis. Yes? We got a letter. Did we really? Yeah. Here, here you want to read it? Because we have a listener who wanted to share their thoughts with us. Who is it? Oh, they prefer to be anonymous. All right, then let me see here. Dear Bartleby and Artemis, Every day it seems the news is reporting another catastrophe. I'm young, and my whole life is ahead of me. But it doesn't seem that might be very long with the way things are going. We just saw the hottest week in human history, last week. You say Metacosmos is about existential dilemmas. Well, this is an existential dilemma. Indeed it is. Can you use that time-traveling magical wardrobe to go into the future and let us know what's going to happen? It would really help me in making certain life decisions. Like falling in love and maybe having a family one day. Anything you can tell us about the future would be wonderful. Thank you. Signed, Hotter Every Day. Oh dear, quite the dilemma. Yeah, it's a pretty big dilemma. Well, I'm I'm sorry to say, Hotter Every Day, that the magical wardrobe and... Our ability to steer the magic wardrobe and aim for a precise time and dimension is kind of up in the air. Do you really want to disclose that? Yeah, because you see, um, we, we really kind of, we can move through time, but we don't know what dimension we land in. So if we went to the future from here and, and then we witnessed certain events and came back here to report them to you, uh, well, it, it's very likely that those wouldn't be the events that you would experience. Yes, for you see, us telling you about the future might change your future. Actually, Artemis, when it comes to big old giant climate stuff, I don't think there's anything we could tell anyone about the future that would change the future. Or is there? We're not supposed to talk about it. But yeah, the wardrobe's kind of hard to aim, kind of wiggle wobbles all throughout time. And usually, uh... We don't know what dimension we're in, and we can slip through dimensions, so there's multiple futures still ahead for the planet Earth in the 21st century. But in case you were worried that, like, for instance, the Earth was going to slowly cook until there was no life on Earth, well, that is still a possibility if the oceans become, like, crazy acidified and a bunch of other bad stuff. Well, there's a slim chance that could happen, yeah. 
and that like would probably destroy all life on Earth, and you'd have to like be ready to reincarnate to another planet, and that's a really long commute for a soul. Because when you die, a soul still has to like move through time and space to get to your next reincarnation. And it's a lot of space in between Earth and like the next inhabitable planet in the future. So it's gonna be a really, really long trip if you had to do that. And unless you've been practicing, like, being okay with time by yourself, it's a really hard trip to make, and most people just get reincarnated before that. Like if, like, the Earth got so hot and uninhabitable for macroorganisms, you could always be like an amoeba. But do you want to be an amoeba? Isn't that kind of a downgrade? Well, yeah, but it could also be, like, a temporary thing going on in between homes. Like, you can always, like, just check in with Amoeba if you want. But then you might become consumed in the Amoeba world and stay in Amoeba for quite a while, isn't that right? Okay, yeah, that could happen. But, you know, maybe, maybe you could just do an Amoeba or two, just for some lives. You know, something to hold you off while you're waiting for another Homo sapien body. Amoebas don't live that long. It might be more than two Amoebas. Yeah, good point. And if you end up living a thousand amoeba lives, will you even be able to relate to being human again? Yeah, that's why reincarnation usually doesn't go in that direction. Usually you're just moving for, for higher life forms. Oh, you're implying that the humans are a high life form then? Well, yeah, they're pretty cool. How would you define a higher life form? Oh, socializing. If you have like a social circle, it requires more empathy and compassion. Oh, good point, yes. So yeah, um, that, that's a bad sounding thing, is the idea that there wouldn't be macroorganisms. But you would just find another planet with life and you'd be fine. Once again, assuming that your soul could handle being alone by itself for that long. Yeah, that's, that's not easy. You have to be really, like, secure in who you are and the lives you've lived. That's why being in a monastery meditating for a really long time is a really good practice for that. I thought the monks in the monasteries were meditating to maybe stop reincarnating altogether and go to nirvana or heaven or something. Oh, everyone's already in nirvana and heaven because it's like infinitely whole and complete, so you're already there. Then what's all the meditating for? To practice the long commute in between planets. Like, in case you have to do that. So you're telling Halter every day they should stop meditating in a monastery? Oh, no, no, not at all. Sorry. No, you got. I got distracted. Actually, um... There's good news, or bad news, depending on how you're reading the news. And what's that? Well, it's recently been observed that the Atlantic Meridional Overturning Circulation, or AMOC, is, um, kind of getting a bit irregular. AMOC? Yeah, the ocean currents in the Atlantic Ocean, or at least one of the big ones. And you say it's becoming irregular? Yes, it's, it's been kind of like puttering and sputtering a little bit. And that's not the best sign for the currents, but it could be a good sign for life on Earth. What would that imply for life on Earth? Oh, well, if the Atlantic Meridional Overturning Circulation... You can just call it AMOC. Yeah, if AMOC were to stop and collapse, it would be, like, irreversible. Irreversible? That sounds quite... Dyer, I thought you said this could be good news. Well, yeah, it, it's kind of good news depending on your, like, your perspective. How are the ocean currents stopping good news? Again, it's good news for, like, the overall planet. Because, you see, if, if the Atlantic Meridional Overturning Circulation... AMOC. Yeah, well, so, okay, yeah, so AMOC, it, like, moves 
the warm waters and the cold waters around and circulates around in the ocean, swapping the cold waters from the from the Arctic and Antarctic and, and moving it around and whirling it around with the warm waters on the equator. Isn't that warm and cold water exchange what actually causes the current? Exactly. And the less ice there is in the north and south, then that current starts sputtering, as we mentioned. So if the current isn't moving, then... Yes. Yes, it means that that we could see another ice age. It could happen pretty soon. In fact, it's kind of overdue. Oh, dear. Yeah, but this is a good thing. How is it a good thing? Well, humans have a tendency to overbuild and overdo themselves. And a good ice age is a great way to just hit the reset button for life on Earth before the humans, like, make it uninhabitable for all their animals. Oh, so it's good news for all the non-homo sapiens. Yeah, and I guess it could kind of be good news for the homo sapiens, too. How is that? Well, that means there's going to be other animals on life at the end of the next ice age. That's an awful long time from now. Oh, yeah, like 90,000 years. No big deal. I think that sounds like a very big deal. 90,000 years of being frozen? Well, honestly, the Earth is frozen most of the time. If you look at the history of Earth, it's like frozen for like 90,000 years at a time, and then it thaws for 10,000 years, and then it's frozen again. Sometimes it's way more than 100,000 years of being frozen. So your good news for hotter every day is that it's actually going to get colder? Well, it's hard to say when it's going to get colder. The newest projections of, of when the AMOC might collapse is like... Somewhere between uh, 2025 and, like, 2095. 2025 is very close. Yeah, but it's probably not going to collapse in that time, at least according to the statistical math. And you love statistical math, Artemis. It's true, I do. And so, yeah, maybe more likely between, like, 2039 and 2070. This still doesn't sound like good news for Halter every day. No... No, it's probably not, because, like, within four years of the collapse, things are going to get really frozen. Did you ever see the movie The Day After Tomorrow? No, I did not. Neither did I. But they were implying that the world would freeze. Like, if the AMOC stopped, it'd be, like, the day after tomorrow that everything would be frozen. Oh, dear. But it takes, like, four years at least, you know? Like, four years before everything's frozen. Well, that's frightening. Well, yeah, but, you know, humans have been humans for, like, three ice ages already. This would just be the fourth one. They can handle it. Humans are totally resilient. This does not sound like good news. No, but if you're really good at reincarnating, you could probably get one of those Homo sapien bodies. If you're lucky, you might get one along the equator. What makes being a Homo sapien on the equator any more special? Well, for one, um, the equator doesn't freeze, like, during the Ice Age. There's, like, a little band of unfrozen spaces, kind of, sometimes, depending on the Ice Age. A slim band along the equator? Like, this is a slim chance for hope? It's a lot less slim than you think. Honestly, we already discussed this in another episode, but there are more Homo sapiens than ever. And so many of these Homo sapiens that are here are new to being Homo sapiens. They're not really good at it yet. They won't really mind being back in an animal body. It'll be like no big deal. I imagine that the population of all the species on the Earth go down dramatically during an ice age. Yeah, but there's always still plenty of amoebas. You can always pick up an amoeba body, whatever. What if someone doesn't want to be an amoeba? Oh, well, um, you know, do some personal work. Learn a musical instrument. And what does that have to do with anything? Oh, it's just, you know, time developing yourself, becoming a more 
conscientious being. And musical instruments are great for, like, feeling things and using your cognitive functions and, and your hands. And it's a great way to pass the time. We're talking about global climate shifts leading to an entirely new ice age. And you're suggesting learning a musical instrument? Yeah, like a flute. Because you can make flutes out of bones in the future ice-frozen landscapes. I don't think you're helping Halter every day one bit. No, but I am, because we don't know when an ice age will start. It could be as late as 2095. Maybe Halter every day won't even see it. At least not in this life. And how is this possibly supposed to help anyone? Okay, simply put, tomorrow is not going to be that much different than today. And the day after that's not that different. And yeah, we did have the hottest week ever, and probably next year we're gonna have the hottest week ever yes that's exactly what the problem is but like on the most part the days are really similar our problems are gonna get like a little bigger every day but you know live your life with the community that you're surrounded by share the love that you have with the world enjoy the present like carpe diem because you know the present's gonna change in the long run anyways and if you have a really rich and fulfilling community and expression of yourself as a homo sapien, it's going to really help you get another homo sapien body when, like, they're on short supply because of an ice age. And that's a lot better news than, like, every macroorganism on life dying and having to only be amoebas and tiny little stuff. I guess you could call that a form of good news. Yeah. So, there you have it. Everything's going to be fine. Your definition of fine is very, um questionable well yeah i honestly it's not gonna be all great for us artemis what do you mean well like ice ages the ice is intense have you seen the grand canyon yes that was formed by an ice age indeed so like when an ice age freezes over everything like it really shifts and and warps and bends the earth underneath it underneath all that heavy ice so if, like, humanity ever had been, like, awesome and doing big cities before the last Ice Age, there's no evidence of it now. It just got, like, turned into dust. There's not much archaeological stuff that survives Ice Ages. Yes, again, looking at what it did to the Grand Canyon, I doubt the remains of a city would survive. Not in the slightest. Hmm. And that means that, like, when do we get that next Ice Age there's a really good chance that we won't have any equipment to, like, play podcasts on. Oh? Yeah. And that's the really sad news. There'll be no more Metacosmos. Oh. Yeah. So, a Metacosmos would just come to an end? Well, we could still make it and, like, record episodes for people in, like, 100,000 years so they have something to listen to when they come out of the Ice Age. What would they listen to it on? They'd be reinventing technology from the ground up. Or maybe they would have the help of a certain pair of socks to help rebuild society. Is that what you're planning? Well, we're going to need something to do. And saving humanity from their own worst foibles at this point, it, maybe we should start investing in the next arc of humanity. So you're just giving up on them? No, not at all. We're going to record another episode of the podcast next week. Bartleby, I don't know if this helps. Have you considered learning an instrument? Well, maybe I should learn to play the piano. I thought you already knew how to play the piano. I was just faking it. I put the keyboard on demo mode. I thought that song sounded familiar. Yes. So, 
Anyways, yeah, hotter every day. Don't you worry about it. It might get hotter, but um, just live your life. Just do it. Like maybe one day your kids and your like descendants will be hunting the giant wild boar of North America. Because I'm pretty sure the wild boar populations that are going out of control right now are going to thrive during an ice age. Oh, indeed. And that's a really good thing, because then the humans can, like, hunt them for their bones and their fur and build houses out of them like they used to do with the woolly mammoth. Are you expecting the wild boar to get that big? Well, where there's a, a, a ecological niche, there's a way. And the mammoths came up during the last ice age. And pigs get pretty big on their own in the wild. Like, really big. So yeah, it's gonna be perfect. This is a good thing. Well, that is quite the answer, Bartleby. I hope Halter every day feels better. I hope so, too. So, thanks a lot for listening. I'm Bartleby Nehigh. And I'm Artemis Nehigh. And we're the Kinetic Paranormal Society. Find us at kineticparanormalsociety.com. While there's still an internet, you can listen to our live reenactment of our adventures, the Kinetic Paranormal Society podcast, and look at all of our awesome photos of the fun times we have at the Kinetic Grand Championship. Metacosmos is produced in association with Humboldt Hot Air, humboldthotair.org. Find great music and talk shows and amazing content at humboldthotair.org. Metacosmos is produced by Isaac Bluefoot. Isaac also produces Superman, Son of Al, the unauthorized biography of Clark Kent. And it's a super hopeful and inspiring story that'll help you feel good about yourself if, you know, you're worried about the world. And you know, if there's an Ice Age coming, make sure you get yourself a deck of Omen Quest cards because Omen Quest cards are amazing. They help you work through your feelings and communicate and... And humanity's really gonna need to, like, have worked through their feelings at the other side of the next Ice Age. It'd be really great if everybody does, like, that personal therapy for themselves along the way. So when we come together at the end of the next Ice Age, everyone's, like, getting along this time. That's a pretty high hope. Yeah, so you better get your Omen Quest cards. And to support amazing content like this, and Son of Bell, and Omen Quest, and all this great stuff, you can support Isaac Bluefoot at patreon.com slash bluefoot. I imagine every bit helps. Yeah. The Ice Age isn't here yet. So thanks for listening, everyone. You're so amazing. You're facing that crazy world out there. But you're not doing it alone. You're doing it with each other and with us. So take care out there. I hope I helped you feel better today. And bye-bye. I love you. So in summary, this podcast's days are numbered? Yeah. If we're going to review all of the Star Trek episodes before the Amok collapses... We better hurry. Maybe we should review four episodes every four months.